welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. This morning, the title to my message is Step Into the New. As we come into a new decade, 2020, can you believe it? A new decade, a new day. We're also coming, I believe, into a new way in order for us to get ready for the new wineskin, for the new wine. So He wants a new way in us and He wants a new wineskin so we can have the new wineskin that God wants to pour out in 2020. Who wants new wine in 2020? Absolutely. And so, so for that, I believe it's gonna bring us now to Isaiah, which is our main text today. And this is where God has been speaking to us last week. And I think He's going to continue to do throughout the month. Not that He's not going to add other things. Father, I want to thank You for a new day in You. I want to thank You that we can come together and celebrate the goodness of God, that we can come in Your presence and receive fullness of joy. But we also come, Lord, knowing, God, that You wanna pour out Your grace on us. And so this morning, Lord, as I deliver the Word, I ask for Your grace to deliver it. And I ask, God, that You will pour out Your grace on Your people to receive it with gladness and let it illuminate and light their path. God, as they start this year off, Lord, let them step into a new wine skin because you want to pour out new wine in 2020 for them. In Jesus' name, Amen. So as I mentioned, where the main text today is coming from Isaiah 43, where God speaks through this Old Testament prophet. Now I don't envy Isaiah. He actually had a very hard job. He's called the eagle eye prophet. Because Isaiah was prophesying things that he wouldn't live to see himself. He was preaching a message that the people actually weren't ready to hear as well. And because of that, they worshipped other gods. God would download through Isaiah, uh, but they didn't have ears to hear at that time. And they worshipped other gods because we know that the God of heaven was promised through Abraham, the father of faith. God said to Abraham, I will bless you and all the people of the earth will be blessed through you. And so we know that Abraham is the father of faith. And we're gonna come to Isaiah chapter 43 and we're gonna start with verse 14 this morning. He says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator and King. Just wanna stop there for a minute because these two verses remind us of our identity and our relationship with God, with the Lord. The Lord, your God, your Redeemer. I believe that's a prophetic word for us as a church. It's redemption time. He's your Holy One. He makes it so intimate. This should speak to us more now that we are on the other side of the cross, being under grace of the relationship that God wants to have with His people and the intimacy that He wants to share with us. Let's read on. He says, I am the Lord, 
who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smouldering candle wick. But this is the verse I want us to grab a hold of this morning. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. The wild animals in the fields will thank me. The jackals and owls too for giving them water in the desert. Yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my children, my chosen people can be refreshed. Who wants a refreshing here? I have made Israel for myself and they will someday honour me before the whole world. Now I want us now to come down to the New Testament because we're gonna tie in these two passages of Scripture. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. As I already mentioned, I believe this is a prophetic word for you and I today. And without repeating myself, God is speaking to me just as loudly as what I want. He, I know He wants to speak to you this morning. God wants us to step into the new, a new wineskin for the new wine. Because how many of us know that you can't put new wine in old wineskin? Verse 18, we're gonna read that again. But forget all that. But forget all that. What is He telling us to forget? It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. See, as we step in to the new, we must first surrender the old. God is saying to us, don't get stuck in the old because that can be the barrier to your blessing. And it's easy to get stuck in the old ways. But I believe God wants us to get step into the new. Message says, forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. God says, forget all the great things I've already done. Forget how I've parted the Red Sea. Forget how I drowned all the chariots and horsemen because I'm about to do something new in your life. God doesn't want you to rely on a memory of a, a past miracle or a blessing that He once performed because He wants to do something new. He wants to give you a new blessing, a new miracle that's already in front of you and in progress. See, sometimes we have to move on, not just from our past mistakes, but sometimes we have to move on from our past blessing and miracle. Yes, remember how God kept you. Remember how He sustained you. Remember all those good things that God has done, but forget how He did it that time because it's possible that He's not gonna do it the same way because God is a progressive God. Remember how He made a way, but forget how He did it the last time. See, when Jesus walked the earth, He performed healings and miracles different all the time. He turned water into wine. Some of you are saying, I'll have that one again. (laughs) 
glad not all laughed. <laughs> he, he made uh, mud out of water and clay and put it on someone's eyes and they were miraculously healed. He called Peter out of the boat to walk on water. God did miracles and He did healings in different ways. He never did it the same way. God is a progressive God because God doesn't want us to be more committed to the system than the source. We've got to leave some of that old thinking, the way He did it before. Another account in chapter uh, 5 in John is the account of the paralysed man. And he was paralysed for 38 years. And the Bible says that he laid inside the city gate alongside the sheep gate near the pool of Bethesda. And he laid there for 38 years when Jesus came and perceived and discerned how long he laid there. And what would happen is every time the spring, the pool bubbled up, the first person that went to the pool would get healed. But because he was paralysed, he couldn't get to the pool. Someone else would always get there before him. And so when Jesus says, do you want to be healed? He said, yes, I do, but I can't because someone won't pick me up and take me there. See, he had a, paral- he had a perilous analysis. He had a victim mentality. He was expecting someone else to do it for him. Rather than saying, I can't to Jesus, he should have said, I know that God, you are going to make another way because I can't do it this way. And some of us are relying on the, on the same old ways that God is going to do something. But God is saying, forget the past. It's history. God is going to make a way another way. Jesus said, stand up, pick up your mat and walk. And He did. And guess when He did it? He did it on a Sabbath day. That was a no-no for the Jewish custom. See, instead of saying, I can't, What you've got to say is, I know God, you're going to make a way where there seems no other way. Don't rely on someone else to help you because He is your source. God said through the prophet Isaiah, I am going to make a way, but not the way it was done before. And see, the reason why the writer of Hebrews said what he did in the verse we read before was because they were so used to living under the law that they couldn't get their heads around what, what grace was all about. He said in Hebrews chapter 1, the writer, in times past, God sp- spoke through the prophets and He gave us the law through Moses. And now He's speaking through His Son, Jesus Christ. See, the Hebrew people had a difficult time being led into the new. It's the same for us, I believe. You know, uh, change can be difficult, especially as you're getting older. Anyone agree with me? See, we can be the same. Our brains have neuro pathways. We form connections through a memory and we are so used to doing things the same way. And this is where God has really been speaking to me. You know, um, Claude and I were talking just recently on how we're getting older. Well, he doesn't look old, don't you think? He's, he's a bit of a hottie. <laughs> I think so anyway. I'm going to take a gulp of water before I get in trouble. But we were talking about this and 
you know, actually Claude's very pro- pro- progressive in his thinking and that's because God has called him to be a visionary. I'm the one that's a little bit, takes a bit of time for me to, to make the changes. But, you know, we were just talking. I was, I often reflect sometimes of, of the memories and, you know, sometimes songs, songs form connections, don't they? And so every now and then I'll stick on the Elvis songs. See, you're either an Elvis or a Beatles fan, right? In my era anyway. And um, some of the young ones going, who's Elvis? <laughs> That's sacrilegious. You've got to know who Elvis is. <laughs> and so every now and then I turn on an Elvis song and I sing and it reminds me of when I was 14 because I was going to marry him. <laughs> what are you laughing? So were a billion other women, but I was going to marry him at 14. I was devastated when he graduated to heaven too early. You know, I like the old songs. I, I, I love Elvis songs, but it does. It forms connections and memories of your past. You know, I like some of the new songs too. I like the new song by Guy Sebastian Choir. Who likes that one? I was devastated when I was watching the ARIA Awards when uh, that song Dance Monkey won seven ARIA Awards and the choir song didn't get anything. I was devastated thinking, who likes that song? (laughs) Any hands up? Who likes that song? But that song was a success overnight. I'm getting somewhere here. See, music changes your emotions and state of mind. And the truth is I like the old stuff, but I like some of the new stuff as well. I know I'm getting older, but let's not become familiar though and stuck in the old. That's why we say things like, oh, just that's the way He is. No, that's the way you've trained your mind to think. If we change our way in our thinking that God will make a way and stay less committed on the system and rely more on the source, then we can surrender the old. We can let it go and we cannot be like Lot's wife and keep looking back. And we know what happened to Lot's wife if you've read that part of the Bible. Secondly, so the first thing, surrender the old. The second thing, as we step into the new, we must first see the new. We must look with fresh eyes, fresh vision for your life. How many people here wants God to do a new thing in their life? Lift your hand. How many people here? Nearly all of you. And this is what the Lord said through the prophet Isaiah. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? See, in order for us to see the new, we need to adjust our focus because where your focus goes, your energy will flow. In the New King James Version, that Scripture says, Behold, I will do a new thing. That word behold, it actually means to stand in awe and be amazed. It was His announcement of a statement of His character, Redeemer. God is a redeeming God. God was announcing hope for humanity through Jesus Christ and the grace of the gospel. Behold, He said, I will do a new thing. This was the declarative word spoken by God to His people in Isaiah 43. And He's speaking to us today. God spoke a faith path out of their 70-year captivity into liberation and redemption. God was calling people 
into the new, out of the old and into the new. He was calling those things that are not as if they had already been done. As far as God was concerned, it had already been done. And this year, I believe that's for you and I. As we step into the new, we've got to have a confident expectation of good, that something good is going to happen to us. It's going to take a faith path of courage to step out and see with the eyes of faith. And God is saying to you and I, what do you see? What do you see that God, God, that I want to do for you? We have an expectation of great things to come. That doesn't mean there's not going to be a battle or two. As you know, as Pastor Claude mentioned last week, you know, the blessings are going to come. The blessings are come, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be pain and problem free. Doesn't mean that you're going to have a battle every now and then. But how many of us know who won the battle for us? How many of us know that all things work for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose? You just got to keep going, keep pursuing the all new vision that God has given you. God reminded me more recently uh, and I think I shared it last Sunday night and it hasn't left me because uh, Claude just recently, he, uh, well, not recently, just before Christmas, he moved some pot plants. They're not little pot plants, they're big pot plants. He needed something to wheel in and shift them. And so he was relocating them to another area in, in our, on, on our home. And the first place he repositioned them, uh, they were exposed to the weather. They were exposed to the wind and the, the, the rain and the storm and they weren't doing very well. They weren't f- flourishing. And then he repositioned them, still getting sunlight, still needs the sun, but he re- repositioned them to a place where, they're, where, they're, where they had some covering. And this is what the Lord spoke to me and they started to flourish. Sometimes people assume something new is a geographical relocation. But most of the time, most of the time, it's a reposition of your heart. It's just a shifting of your dish. It's a repositioning of our hearts to see what God wants us to see. So as we surrender the old, as we see the new, sometimes God is asking us to reposition our hearts so we can see clearly what God wants us to do. And thirdly, stay on the right path. See, you have to behold the right things if you want to stay on the right path. See, Isaiah speaks to the people of Israel. It was their behaviour that was blocking the blessing of God. It was their behaviour that was blocking the stepping into the new. See, our path refers to the ways we live and what we decide to do with our very limited time here on earth. And you know, all of us, if we're honest, we can all lose direction and forget our purpose. And that's why it's important for us to get back on the right path. The prophet Isaiah said, as God spoke through him, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. See, God wants to bless you at every state of your being. That's why he said to Abraham, you will be blessed to be a blessing. God has cleared and paved the way through Jesus Christ. The barriers to our pathway of blessing are no longer there. The mistakes of the past that you keep reliving in your mind has been nailed to the cross of, through Jesus Christ. The shame that you are carrying has been nailed to the cross through Jesus Christ. Your weakness has been made strong. 
And because you couldn't get to God, He came down to you. Heaven came down to you. Jesus Christ became the pathway. The little infinite infant was the infinite God. His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. I'm going to read some Scripture here, but you'll get why I'm doing this because it's not about Carolyn, it's about what God wants to speak to you this morning. Proverbs 4.18 says, The path of the righteous burns brighter and brighter. He wants us to walk in His righteousness. Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Isaiah 30, 21, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, God is speaking to you. As I abbreviate these three verses, to stay on the right path, this is what God is saying to us. It's the righteous that trust God's Word. We attune our ears to hear His voice and we walk in it. See, we all have voices in our head and choices to be made. But God is saying through Isaiah, listen, discern God's voice because hearing and doing can be two different things. The word listen contains the same letters as being silent. Just like Samuel, we can ask God to speak to us, but we actually have to be ready to listen to what He's saying. You know, I have lots of people that communicate to me and, 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 and say things like, God told me to do this. But six months ago, they told me that God told them to do something completely different. And I'm thinking, is God schizophrenic? <laughs> now, I can't dispute it when they say God says, because who am I? I'm not God. But that doesn't mean I don't question, is that really God speaking to them? We need to be able to listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd and really know, is this really God speaking to us? God says through Isaiah, this time I'm not going to open a way through the waters. This time I'm gonna make a way in the wilderness because what was once the barrier will now become the blessing because we are no longer under the law, but we we are under grace. But let's not take His grace for granted. Let's not take the grace of God for granted. Let's be mindful that, you know, if we continuously do things that we know that, in, that we know that is wrong, that is sin to us. But I'm so thankful that we can come to God and we can seek His forgiveness and make the change and make something new. Proverbs 16, 9 says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. God wants us to make plans according to His will. He wants us to make plans. He wants, He actually says, make plans. He wants us to see the new, to have fresh vision. But we need to leave room for God to change it if He needs to. Maybe you had your heart set on a person, a place or a people or position, but God wants to bless you another way. Behold the right things if you want to stay on the right path. Remember one, surrender the old. Number two, see the new. Number three, stay on the right path. And lastly, 
He says, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so my chosen people can be refreshed. He will make rivers in the desert. As we step into the new, number four, it's time to swim in the river. It's time to jump right in. Stop staying ankle deep. God wants you over your head. He wants you overflowing. He wants the blessing overflowing. He wants the presence and power of God overflowing in your life. He said, times of refreshing come from being in His presence. Friday night, I tell you, if there was no one else there, Friday night was for me, although I know it wasn't and we were praying for you. But for me, Friday night, something broke in me. When uh, Pastor Rob, he started talking about the honey. It was a prophetic word again. And I felt the healing power just flow through my body and it flowed over my heart. And it was, oh, let's just say I made a spectacle of myself, but that's okay. It was just a powerful time. Don't miss those opportunities. Don't miss, jump right in to the river of God. There's only two things that will give you a new lease of life. There's only two things that will transform your life. It's the power of God. It's His presence and His power that will transform your life. It's not gonna be that new job. That's not gonna transform your life. That will provide for you. It's not gonna be that new friend. It's gonna be the presence and power of God. You know, you don't need to be a dry, boring, crusty Christian, but be full of the presence and power of God. Psalm 46 verse four says, There is a river whose stream shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. I believe there's a river flowing from heaven in the house of God this year. I believe wherever there is, there is a river flowing from heaven. Don't miss the opportunities. Jump right in. Not only does God want to sustain us and give us life, joy and pleasure, but He has given us the power of the Holy Spirit within us that out of us shall flow rivers of living water. This year, it's time to jump right in and saturate yourself in the things of God, not sit by the bank of the river and watch everyone else in the river. Don't dabble your feet. Jump right in this morning. Jump right in this year. There there is an overflowing river for you. God is sending the rain in 2020 and He wants you to be saturated in His presence, but it's for a purpose. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is not just to bring us goosebumps, but it's to reveal Jesus Christ upon this earth. And He wants to do it through you and I, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be filled with Christ. And that's your purpose. So surround yourself with people who are sold out for His purpose. There is a new anointing. There is a new joy. There is a new song of victory for you to sing. There is a new sound, not of defeat, but overcoming. There is a new day and a new way and it's not time to sink, it's time to swim because God wants to put the super on your natural. So jump right in and immerse yourself in all things that God has for you. As we prepare for the new wineskin, the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine. Don't be drunk with natural wine, but be filled with the Spirit of God. Be filled with His Spirit. Be filled with His life, His purpose, His character, His enthusiasm, the nature of God. Because yesterday is history. 
Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. So why not start today? Why not make a decision today to be sold out? Sold out for Christ. Surrender the old. See the new. Stay on the right path. And it's time to jump in the river. Who wants to jump in the river this morning? Who wants to jump in? It's not about a system. It's about the source. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.